Welcome to the Spotlight Series from the Do More Good Podcast. You're listening to the Do More Good Podcast. The Do More Good Podcast. Uh, welcome to Do More Good Podcast. Do More Good. Do Good, Do More. Do More Good Podcast. Do More Good Podcast. That's what you want me to say. Okay. You're listening to the Do More Good Podcast. The Spotlight Series celebrates the stars of the sector. We're taking 20 minutes to talk about whatever topic is on their mind. Head to domoregood.uk forward slash spotlight to find out more and book your own 15 minutes of fundraising fame. Happy New Year. We've got an extended Spotlight episode for you today. It was recorded last year with Keith Williams, one of our first guests when he was working at Just Giving, and he's back again for a conversation now he's at fundraising. We started off catching up on Kenneth's progress on the golf course and then asked Keith for a reminder of his background. Yes, yeah, so um, background has always been around two things. First and foremost, technology. Um, and then the second thing is around experience and impact. You know, I just think life is for living. Um, life can be too short. Uh, life can change in a moment um, for you and for people around us. So um, to you know, really make the most of life. That is about the experiences you have, and then with those experiences, create an impact in the world. You know, whether it's the world or an individual or a community or something. Um, you know, we must do that as human beings. So the best way to do that in this age is, and has been for a while, is technology. You know, and I always believe small actions of a human being can be you know multiplied beyond your wildest dreams by technology enabling that. So um, that's what fascinates me. Technology connects, it should connect all things that are good and uh, trans- transform the world. And your, your career, and, and, and as we've touched on, we, we, we knew you originally from being with, with Just Giving and, and you're still operating in and around the, the, the kind of third sector. What, what, what's, your, what's your day job at the moment? My day job is being in this room um you know just uh these these walls um but my day job is really trying to continue to transform the sector um and play my part in it uh, through the use of technology and and also you know sharing best practice or just being someone in the industry that can help um but my day job is it can be from what can we do what is what does the next three to four years and beyond look like because, you know, none of us, are, you know, and I don't want to be around an organisation that is only looking, you know, so far in front of them. You know, I, I want to understand what the compass is for the future and, and know where we're going uh, as a sector and, and actually try and be an organisation, an individual that helps uh, get us there. So my day is thinking about that. I'm always thinking about where it's going um, and then my day is executing against it you know and that's execution around you know technology data um, teams pr- production developers you know all around the world and campaigns going on just making sure that um we're delivering what we should be delivering against mm-hmm. one our mission and vision um and also making sure we do everything we possibly can to Ensure charities and individuals raise as much money as possible. And technology has firmly come to the fore, hasn't it, in the past six months? It feels like whatever we have done, we have now done digital first. And um, 
the technology has allowed us to do it, maybe accelerated our plans so that four or five year forecast of where we wanted to get to, actually we've had to do that in, in a couple of months time. I'm guessing you've seen that across the sector, everybody has been embracing that. Yeah, and I think, I think you know, no doubt, you know, this is an incredibly challenging year um, for, all, for everybody, no matter what sector you're in. But what it has done, um, and, I, and don't, don't get me wrong, I'm a realist, you know, I, I love looking at data and insights and looking at what's going on. Um, and, I, and, I, and I'm no fool around how hard this has been for everybody. Um, but uh, equally, probably actually a little bit more, maybe 60, 70 percent, I'm an optimist. And I'm, I'm incredibly optimistic um, and excited. I'm probably more excited um, about the sector now than I ever have been um, because I think we've transformed ourselves because it wasn't, you know, completely perfect before, right? If I look at the numbers of, you know, giving, there's, there was 10.4 billion given in 2018, you know, a bit more probably in 19, but actually, you know, a vet sponsored giving was down six, 7% during, during three or four years. Um, the same with sort of like donations and gifts. So it wasn't helping. And I think if anything's declining um, and or flat, it, it's in trouble. So it needed to, to, to kind of like have a, a revolution uh, and a change anyway. So I think this is no one likes that to be forced upon them under these circumstances. However, um, you know, you get given something like 10% is what you've been given and 90% of how you deal with it. So, you know, I think lots of charities and lots of individuals and lots of leaders and lots of communities and volunteers and fundraisers have just said, you know, excuse my French, screw it. I'm going to do it this way. And they are helping transform it, you know, and that's exciting. So um, there's new technologies, there's advancements in how we can actually connect home experiences with individuals or just outside the doorstep, how we can connect with other people and how we can have human behaviors triggered by technology that still brings experience and entertainment it's all changing um and i think what that will give us in the future is um what i would call a hedge or, or alternatives you know what we had if we just talk about event fundraising we had event fundraising and we've had a level of virtual events over the last three or four years but i'd call them exceptionally like virtual events then they are playing at it um you know and i don't mean that rudely i know there's been lots of investment but that's the where it's going we will look back at this and go we were playing at this that that's my point i think it's an incredibly exciting time and i think now the consumer and now the organizations are um ready for it so i guess keith from from your work you're seeing maybe what is well, what typically we would have said would have been two, three, four, five years ahead. Maybe it's not that far ahead. What are some of those things that are coming down the pipe? I mean, I know, you know, we hear about AI and, and, and all these kind of phrases that are thrown around by you technologists about things that are going to change our lives. But from a fundraising perspective, what are some of those things that you guys are thinking about that maybe we'll see in the next couple of years become more prevalent when people are trying to raise funds to support charities? It's an interesting one. I, I, I think technology uh, can lead and drive behaviours, but I think you first and foremost got to look at consumers' behaviour. So what we know, you know, is that the consumer or a human will never want to not go to an event. They will always want to go to an event, whether it's a festival and connect and watch their their favourite band, 
um, you know, and, and be in a festival with a hundred thousand other people, you know, and, and, and have that magic that you just get watching live music and live entertainment. You're never going to uh, not uh, have that as a desire for humans and want to do that. So I'm not taking that away, but I think what will happen is there'll be a lot more convenient um, entertainment in people's home or, or, or on demand uh, for uh, what people want to do. So an example of that, if you look at, you know, the likes of some of the indoor training uh, apps like Zwift, you know, they've just got a huge amount of, uh, you know, investment into their organisation. The advancements of how people can, uh, you know, get active, um, you know, conveniently is going to change. And I think those, you know, virtual experiences that people can have are only going to uh, get, you know, uh, real uh, and, and more connected and convenient. Um, I think we, whatever we do, we have to put things on the plate of how consumers want them. And I think our behaviours have changed. You know, we do look at what was we doing before, you know, in our lives that was, it was just on a, on a conveyor belt and of probably mostly useless and pointless things, you know, <laughs> Um, whereas now we've probably got off that conveyor belt and said, right, okay, now, before I turn this conveyor belt on the next time, what speed do I want it and, and, and what do I want to do on it? Um, so I think people have reflected and maybe prioritised their lives a different, different way. So I think there'll be absolutely human events, but I think we'll, we'll begin to get so much more advancements in, in homes uh, and smart homes and uh, connectivity to different experiences um, and not just you know active experiences but experiences in your home through AI through connected machines and stuff like that so I think it's just only going to advance and we look at energy uh, we look at 5g you know we look at all of those things um, connectivity is going to get uh, you know fast and open up so much more capabilities to, for us to enjoy things on demand at our convenience. So I think it's playing in that, you know, world of real stuff and the, the things that we always have done as a tribe and herds going to festivals will never change. But I think there'll be, people think there's virtual, and I'm just gonna go back to virtual fundraising as an example, and it's only an example, is that it's fatigue, it's gonna go, it's gonna move, no, it won't. It's staying, but it's going to get uh, advanced and it's mm. going to get kind of very, very interesting. And that's the stuff I'm really excited about. Um, you just look at even conference software now. You know, I'm, I'm on a conf I've been asked to speak at a US conference next week and it's using this new virtual software where you've got avatars and conferences and it's, it, it is a real experience to, mm. to some extent and, and, and define real now define it you know sorry I, you know it's, it's like it's Jesus, it's, it's, i'll tell you what when, when we had him on last time he wasn't this mind-blowing in terms of how he approached <laughs> it was he <laughs> no you're right Keith. i get I, I i get it and i think you know as we all now spend every day kind of looking at looking at our screens and stuff and we're getting more it's becoming more normal isn't it over as the months have gone by it feels now like I'm in a room with you two guys. When I started out this experience and, you know, we were all a little bit awkward on Zoom and that, but now it feels like I'm talking to you. And as as you say, as the technology kind of grows and you become more of a 3D kind of entity there that I can see, I mean, yeah, the, op the opportunities are limitless. 
Yeah, well, you, to- that- you touched on Zwift there, and that does can- that kind of meshes the two, doesn't it? Because you have, for people that wouldn't know, you're, you're kind of riding your bike in your front room at home, but on the TV, you're connected with other people who have, it's almost like a computer game where other people are riding next to you. In my experience, other people are riding a lot faster than you. So that is always a little bit annoying. There's obviously something wrong with my PC. But it's that meshing thing, isn't it? You get the community side of it as well, because you know that the the pixels in front of you actually is another real person. Yeah. You're not just playing a game on your own. No, and I think the in-game experience uh, is, is going to advance, you know, in terms of Zwift and other platforms. Um, you know, it's not just going to stop at cycling. You know, you can get on Zwift now and run on a, on a, on a treadmill with your foot pod and, and actually run, you know, up, uh, out to Zwift, you know, um, and all of these things. And they've created this virtual world um, of obviously, you know, avatars of real people. And now real people, it's just avatars, um, you know, being in this, in the Zwift world. Were well, you know, talking um, about the conference in the, in the States? If they could go down a similar route with that, you get the kind of, last seat that's stuck at the front where people, everyone's looking at you and you have to have awkward right. small talk with the person next to you they can create that whole conference experience yeah so i think we just need to reimagine you know and i think that's sometimes difficult but i would my advice to anyone if they're not already doing it and i think we all play victim to it and this is an advice i would give is is actually go check out like people people go and invest if you're in this sector go invest your time in, in what people are doing and actually go and get the app, download the app, log in, create an account, whatever it is, and look at it because you have to be an expert. You're going to have to be an expert in these things and follow these stuff. If you don't, you know, you, you, you're going to be guessing and, and you may miss out on it. But uh, and, and I'm not just talking about Zwift. I'm just talking about this, uh, this connectivity that's uh, going to change our experiences virtually. And it also changes the way that we can invest in things as well, presumably, because it's an unlimited number of people that you could right. bring to that. Um, but it's a kind of different game, isn't it? It would be a, it was a different way of approaching it and, and stewarding people. And Yeah, and I, and, and I hope, and I hope, like, you know, and I'm not taking anything away from events. I love events. I've got bids. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just You've like... You've printed out loads of numbers off the internet there that you stuck behind you. That's Yeah. Can I tell you a funny story, though? So I was, I was literally having a team meeting and I literally, I've, I've, I've worked hard for that, right? I've worked hard and spent a lot of money. Um, and, and I've literally tried to get good for aids and blood, sweat and tears, right? So anyway, I, I, I had a team meeting and I, and I said, oh, I'm just going to uh, dash to get some water. And I dashed and, and I literally come back and all of my team had my uh, um, medals and bibs on the back. So they basically just screen grabbed it and put it on their virtual background and go, clean, anyone can do it. <laughs> yeah because they know how they know how ridiculous i am because i'm always like yeah you know i don't like to talk about the iron man but let me tell you right you know so anyway <laughs> they know. i wanted to say just just move move direction a little bit as a as a 70 percent optimist how's the last six eight months been for you it, it, it's been challenging but we our challenge has been um i think maybe a different type of challenge our challenge has been that we've grown uh incredibly fast um because of the use of technology and real technology and real uh technology that can adapt and flex um with uh how the market's changing and and you know we don't have slow technology we can 
we can adapt very very quickly to 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 certain uh, campaigns and any campaign actually so so that's um has been met very and received very well so i think we've 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 grown both you know transactions and and, and a bit as, a, as an organization we've 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 done um you know uh and supported our customers well and, that, and that's both through supporting our existing customers to pivot or change uh, and adapt or refine and, 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 and do things. So that's, you know, and that, and, and we've, we've actually run one of the large world's largest virtual events on our platform this year. Um, so that's, so we've been, you know, supporting our existing customers, but that has then um, brought in, you know, uh, a, a new type of customer and charity that's open to, to, to change and adapt and, and come out of some of the conditioning that's been set in certain markets um, and, and try new things, you know, um, and I think every charity is trying new things. So, um, uh, so that's, that's, that's been good for us. So it's been a, it's been a challenge in terms of like the growth, which is, which is always great. Um, and that's a nice problem to have. Um, but I don't say that uh, flippantly because I know that is it's a challenge. But then the, the 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 challenging part of that is we've we've, we've hired with times four our team. Um, so you know that's that's a challenge to to hire. We've we've hired everyone that was actually has been out of work. So we did something on LinkedIn where we've done a research for everyone under the hashtag open to work. Um, and we hired everybody that was out of work. Um, <laughs> so which is which I which is one, there was an, an amazing talent pool out there. Yes. But that's also something we wanted to do. So yeah. that, but that took time, you know, that's, that's a challenge. And while you're growing and, um, uh, you know, you, you're absorbing um, demands on your business from existing customers, new customers, and you, and your, and, and the way we work is we, we, you know, we, we work with a lot of the front end developers, you know, developers, back end we're like a, a production of technologists, you know, so it's not, so our, our resources are quite hard to get. Um, so they're, they're very digital people and, and, and tech people. So then, so it, it, so it takes us a bit of time to find the right individual. So that was a challenge uh, and, and you're having to work with the existing and then find new people and board them as well as you're still growing. And then you're building process, you know, and, and culture and those sort of things. That's, that's been a challenge. Um, mm -hmm. And then the other side, which I'll finish with on that, is um, just 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 the change in how people are working is is just being very mindful of of our team and, and and even who we are working with because I worry about mental health. I worry about and everyone does. Like I worry about how people are living their day to day, whether they are in work or out of work, if they're in work, even to my team, are they taking the right breaks? Are they comfortable? Are they in an environment that's that's nice and good for them to be working at? Is it stressful? Like how like, you know, how do we really uh, consider and respect, you know, our our team and, and and everyone we interact with every day. And I think what's what's really been nice on that though on the on on, on that side is that I think we have a very a brand new appreciation of each other, yeah. um, and, and 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 how we are all, um, and how we all are, how we all are getting on. You know, yeah, it's almost like we know more. We know more about each other than we did when we were sat next to each other in the office, in a way. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, that's really really interesting. And it's all wrapped up together, isn't it? Though we were talking to. Um, 
Martin the other day about mental health and physical activity and how those two are linked. And if we can encourage people to still be getting out when all of us are working, it feels like everybody is working so much harder at the minute um, and longer hours. We just replace the commute with more hours on the top and bottom of your day. Um, so if, we, if there are kind of prompts to get people out and using their lunch breaks to go for a run or whatever it might be, then it all it all comes together full circle. It does. It does. It's just that um, having that awareness. I think we we are all stopping to, to to make sure each other's okay. But to your point, there's no commute really. You know, um, there's no like that 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 space where you get in your car or you walk to the station. Well, Kenneth's got to get all the way from the east wing right over to the west wing across <laughs> the courtyards. You got to go and collect the post from the end of his three mile driveway. I mean, he's got yeah. some serious miles in. Yeah. I know it's, it's it's terrible. It's terrible, isn't it? I normally get the staff. All to... of the staff go. Yeah, yeah. Just get the staff to carry me to my desk. Normally, <laughs> uh, I I wish. No, I I think I think the the commute. I mean, we talked a little bit about it in the episode a few weeks ago, didn't we? About people doing the commute just to actually get out of the house, you know, and actually going out on their bike and at half eight, eight o'clock, whatever it is, and, you know, cycling whatever they needed to that they would normally, because I think it is that time that we're all missing where it's just that, it's that unwinding time. I mean, even on the commute, when you catch up on a bit of work, you know that you're not going to get any distractions. It's just even you and there, and almost that helped with you get through it. So I think it's certainly something that will be, wanting to bring back in some way shape or form although i'll tell you what keith i'm sure you're the same as me i'm not missing that train down to bloody london <laughs> bridge from hatfield and 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 wherever else it's uh why did we do it why did know. we do it i don't know it's, well, it's that's an interesting one about how behaviors will change going back so how we'll we'll change our behaviors around work and certainly we it feels like we're going to shift to being far more based from home with an office there if you need it rather than the other way around and then maybe looking a little bit further ahead, you touched on this earlier about there is that need, that connection that people want to go and they'll go back to, let's say, sports events or, or, or face-to-face conferences. I'm sure you're missing out, actually. No flights to the States. That's a bit terrible. But, you know, kind of savvy event organisers will include a virtual element in what they're doing and they'll, they'll increase their reach through that and their audiences and factor that in. But this isn't going to go away. We've learned from this about what we can do. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see if we get back into that conditioning of we must go and actually have a face-to-face meeting. I, I, I'd be surprised if if we do go back to that, to that level. But um, I, I'm sure we've all spoken to so many different people whereby we go, I can't believe I, I, I flew to Paris to have a, an hour meeting or I got on a train, I got up at city o'clock and went there and went there and I had stress and when I could literally just sort of like now zoom someone or team someone or whatever it is, um, you know, but I, I think, I think we, what's really great about this, you can just see how adaptable humans are. You know, I, I, I was, it's funny, you know, you, you may have already done this, but um, you go onto zoom now or Microsoft Teams or whatever it is, and someone doesn't show their camera, try and have a conversation with someone. Whereas before it was okay. No one showed their cameras because they were but you literally feel disconnected to that conversation now if someone doesn't show their camera you know so it's it's um I, this is just the beginning you know of, of how i think we we will interact 
So yeah. Yeah, yeah, and maybe you know this is horrible at the time, but three months might not have been enough to change behaviour. Look, we may have just gone back in. Everyone would have gone back into the office. You two would have been back on that train into town. We'd have fallen back into it. Whereas actually, when we're this is the you know, this week when we're recording, we're talking about vaccines, and it, so far it's all very positive. By the time this goes out, that may have completely changed. <laughs> but um, but maybe a year, you know, a year of this kind of behaviour could change it. Could, we might shift. I hope we do. I hope we do. And I think, you know, we'll bring we'll bring new, 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 new things, you know, new excitement. It's, it, the world has done nothing but evolved. I mean, look at Kenny. Like he, he evolves, you know, over sort of like, how old are you? 50 now. Um, <laughs> he somehow well, gets better looking, doesn't he? It's, it's <laughs> sickening. It is sickening. 40, 40 in March for me. So I'm not far behind. I think I'm the youngest on the call. I'll take that. You are, you are the youngest on the call. I'm really old. I'm, I'm, I hope I'm faster though. Um, well, I was just gonna, I was just gonna come on to that, Keith. I mean, you, you've you've been a busy man o- over lockdown, haven't you? I mean, you know, the 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 uh, the whole influencer world is scared at the content that you're pushing out on uh, various <laughs> YouTube channels and places along the way. But no, seriously, you've 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 done your part this year. You've you've taken on a few challenges and. Well, talk us through those. I mean, I know you've been a crazy Iron Man for how many years? But what actually? Why don't you Iron give us? Man? Give us. Iron Man? <laughs> <laughs> He's never mentioned this. Give me how long we got? <laughs> Not long <laughs> enough. But actually, do do tell us the story though, Keith, because I think um, I think I read on one of your pieces maybe over the summer about your story and then finding the, the running club and then getting other people into it and and physical activities now. Just, I mean, obviously looking at your backdrop it's a key part of your your dna but why don't you tell us about that yeah so i think you know there is i, I mentioned the two pillars or two things that are important to me of the why is i you know technology and experience and impacts and they kind of connect together but overarching all of that uh is the why i'm in technology and want to enable experiences through it is is my my dad you know passed away uh, when he was 38 years old and I was nine years old. And, you know, and, and actually yesterday was the 38th year he'd been passed away and at 38 years old when he died. So um, it was quite an interesting one. But what it does teach you um, is that life is short, as I mentioned earlier. And, and I think we would be stupid if we didn't unlock everything we could unlock as a human being experiences that we can have whatever those are they are they're not they don't need to cost money they don't need to be a massive effort sometimes the simplest things are the best experiences but you need experiences that take your breath away um, and challenge you you know uh, the best advice i got was feel comfortable with being uncomfortable you know because that strategy that makes you kind of evolve and experience new things um, but anyway so my dad passed away um, so the reason why uh, i I mean, technology is because the best way to connect people with the experiences and make an impact is technology. Um, and, and I like to live that, you know, I like to, I like to live that myself and set an example. So um, one of the reasons, so then I did my first Ironman um, when I was 38 years old, um, you know, a year before I did that first Ironman, I was... Uh, did they have one? Well, there was Ironman 20, that was 20 years ago. That was... No, no, there was an Ironman 40 years ago. What? <laughs> 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 you cheeky sorry. Um, so uh, so I did my first Ironman um, but I was 
four stone or so heavier than what I was when I did my first Ironman. But but I went through a journey of of sort of like getting to that start line, and I and I think there's four four lines that are very important. There's first the inspiration that makes you want to sign up. There's the there's the drive. There's the need. Like what's the motivation to go and sign up to something? The second one is sort of like the start line, you know, sort of like, and then you've got this journey that happens in between that inspiration to sign up and drive and then the training and preparation. And then you get to the start line. That that journey and who you meet and the friends and support and the challenges is just incredible. I think we take that for granted and we get quite transparent about that as a sector, I think. And then the, the sort of like the, the third line is the finish line. So the finish line should be a celebration of like, you know, that achievement. And then the fourth line is like, okay, what's next? Like, what's next for you? You know, so um, the, the what's next for me when I crossed the finish line was I wanted to continue to be healthy and to be mentally, you know, uh, healthy as well and, and all of those things. But also I wanted to pass it forward, um, you know, so share experiences and, and um and I was already doing that through technology and all of the career, the professional stuff I was doing. But as a person, like, what could I do as well? So I, you know, passed it on and hopefully inspired other people to do marathons or Ironmans. And I've set up like a, a triathlon club, you know, um, and got loads of people to that have never done an Ironman before, take them on a journey, the same journey, you know, that, um, you know, is, is just it's it's so rich um you know about your character about friendship about physical things you can achieve um i think it's uh i think the power of what we do i think sometimes we take for granted so anyway then then this year yeah i just had some challenges you know i did um i i i supported the project 22.6 um i i i went out and did um i raised fundraise obviously uh for a, for a charity pancreatic cancer uk which is my father passed away of pancreatic cancer so i did mm-hmm. 262 miles on a turbo uh, and it had to be within uh, in one go um and it was real courses you know it wasn't like you know flat and i'm just spinning it was like no i i, I and i live streamed the whole thing um so i started at 9 a.m uh on, on a saturday and finished at 4 a.m um you know so that's what i did and i it was and it was it was it was it blew my mind how live streaming just excited me got it kept me going because the comments and 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 we did i did 80 percent of my donations actually uh, across the live stream and it was just like it was just fast um, you know, then I think that t- nine till, uh, and I don't think I fundraised a lot. So my, my, my network could be tired of me doing these things, but I raised 1600 quid, uh, wow. in just that, you know, a few hours. Um, so I did that and then I did, um, and that was interesting. Actually, it was really interesting. Uh, it was a quite an interesting experiment. Um, and then I've just done the Red Bull time lapse where I got a group of team of, uh, four people and, done a 24 hour or 25 hours because the clocks went back uh red bull time lapse, which is how far can you ride uh, on zwift you know in 25 hours um you know in teams of four so 24 hours we're going through the night so you know let's connect and stay connected um and then we had a power hour sorry but i've got a story about this um we've got power hour between 
So at two o'clock a.m., the clocks went back to one a.m. and then so one a.m. to two a.m. was the power hour, and they doubled the distance of your um, of your what you rode in that hour. So that's a critical critical hour. So yeah, you've got to I, go hard. Nice of them to put that at two a.m. <laughs> I know, right? Cheers. So, Cheers. I know. Man. I know. So you can't. So anyway, so we we the top fifty teams got socks and a medal. I wanted the socks and I wanted the medal, right? So, and there was, I don't know, 400 teams, whatever it was. So, you know, we're there and we're leading the balls going and I'm like, yeah, we're, we're in sort of like, I think it was in like 33rd. Yeah, yeah, we're in the game, we're in the game. Anyway, so we, at, two, at one o'clock, or just two minutes before one, I, I, I started uh, my activity on, on Zwift. Um, and because you have to start after the other person stops, because you have to, they have to stop, save their activity, and then you start, so you can't overlap. Um, so I started two minutes before, and I'm just going, and then now I put everything into it, everything. And bearing in mind, I'd already had five hours, it's two, one o'clock in the morning or 2 a.m. I'm like putting everything into it. And my heart, it's like a cardio for an hour. Um, anyway, so I got off the turbo. Um, and we had this conference going on all the time, and uh, I, I was trying to take a rest, and I heard, yeah, they haven't doubled it. They haven't doubled it. I'm like, what, what do you mean they haven't doubled it? So um, basically, what you had, you had to start at 1 a.m. or 1.01, oh. and you have to stop your activity before 2. So um, so because we was, I started two minutes before, I didn't get any double distance, so everyone that was just they just flew past us. So um, oh. and then and then we got then we was like so we was like yeah, don't worry we'll we'll catch up we'll catch up and we got to uh, in the end we finished fifty six so oh. um, just out of it and we would have got thirty odd you know if we'd got double the mile. So anyway, read the rules. Read the rules, James. You and I will be oh. expecting a call next time when uh, Keith needs someone to double down at two o'clock in the morning and jump on the turbo. I'll, just, I'll happily just send him some socks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy you the socks. <laughs> oh, that's, man, that's brutal. That does sound brutal, absolutely brutal. But you, you love a physical challenge, Keith, right? Yeah, so. and, and and I think it's just uh, you don't do it for you. You know, you you do do it for yourself to keep yourself challenged. But I just love doing it for other people. So I sent the guys after the uh, the camaraderie during that because you're supporting each other. You're going through challenges, and you know we 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 was interacting constantly. You know, and people was addicted to the leaderboard, addicted to supporting each other, checking in on each other. Um, so camaraderie was quite magical actually. And then I just sent them, I sent them. A, they then after the event, they said, "You're going to do a video, Keith, because I always know I love a video." So I'm not, I'm not doing a video. Um, I'm going to send you sort of like three or four questions, answer them in a minute or whatever. And I'll, you, so your video, they sent me videos back all about five minutes long. And I listened to them and I, and I, I watched their, uh, I watched their faces and I listened to what they were saying. And I thought to myself, Jesus, they really enjoyed this. Like this mm. meant something. So and there was just like, and just that feeling and buzz that they clearly got from it. And they had and that post-event feeling and that achievement feeling. And I thought, yeah, that's human and technology done that. So that just, uh, there you go. Kind of brings it, brings it back nicely to the start of the conversation, doesn't it? It's all yeah. about those experiences and, 
and combining them with with technology. What what advice would you give to maybe someone who's maybe a bit intimidated by technology and you know, there's so many things out there now. You know, you've just been talking about Zwift and people might not understand that. And, you know, you know what you know what the sector's like in terms of the diversity of individuals that it has in it. What what can we all do, I guess, to, to help bring everyone up to, to some kind of level in terms of technology and their learning? So my advice would be, and I think this is, uh, it doesn't matter about um, whether it's fundraising. It's just, I think it's just core things you should be doing which is you should go and do what you what you expect your other people to do so if you're expecting your supporters to go and run a marathon or go and do this experience or go and do something make sure you go and do it as well like don't expect someone to do something that you either wouldn't do yourself or expected i'm not saying everyone needs to run a marathon the point here is is that i see many event organizers whether at charity or not and, 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 I, and they love what they do and they're incredibly passionate and they may have been an athlete or participant 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, but then when they get into the industry, they stop participating. And what that does is they actually stop understanding what an event is or what an event could be or what is a good event and what's a bad event, what's a, what are people thinking and how... So they, they, they stop... Um, understanding the evolution of, of, of actually what's happening out there so i would urge everybody to go and participate like go do stuff then the other thing about the technology question that you asked around people can be intimidated by it one you're going to learn by doing it go do it go download the app go see what you can do whatever but really go do it don't just skim the surface invest into it if this is your business or your money, or your house is on the line, which sometimes it is, like go and really take the time, because this is important. And then the other side is, like on the technology side, is gone are the days where you have to go and build systems and do this thing, and there's, 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 there's integrated different technology stacks or whatever. They are so connected now. So you don't need to go and develop something yourself. You can use third party, whatever platform you can have just one piece of a technology and another piece somewhere else and another, and, and they will all talk to each other. Um, so the technology now is so advanced and it should be so easy for you to understand and connect. You can do anything you want. For example, with Ironman virtual race series, they didn't go and build a virtual a hub for participants it already existed they just white labeled it they put a logo on the front of it and said they want to do this they, they, they probably did it had the idea and probably could skin it up and design it up in a day you know and i'm sure it took longer than that but no no the point mean. is it doesn't need to be hard i think it's intimidating isn't it i think people still find the phrase technology intimidating and it almost feels like we need I don't know whether whether the three great minds that we've got on this call can come up with a new phrase other than technology. <laughs> but, you know, and, and I think it's it's getting past that, isn't it? It's getting past that that unknown. And and, and like you, you spoke about, Keith, it's being comfortable, being uncomfortable. And it's the same with technology. You've just got to get in there, embrace it, and then you'll actually be able to hopefully figure out and see how it can help and support what you want to achieve in, in whatever aspect of your life it might be. Yeah, and I think we need to do a better job as a sector because uh, I think one is we need to 
put it because I think when you when you're when you're in technology, and I think it can be sometimes easy for, for us to describe technology how easy it is if we're in it. Um, but I think if you're an engineer or a developer and you into code and, you know, sometimes the way we would describe it, it isn't in the same language as a normal person, maybe like me. Um, so I, I may not understand it. And then, and if I'm, I, if, and probably 80% of the people that don't understand it, don't then stand up and say, I don't understand it. Can you tell it to me in my language? Like, so I think we need to do a better job to say, look, I don't understand this and not be like, because um, everyone's thinking this pressure that I need to understand digital, I need to understand, you know, algorithms and whatever, um, and marketing and behaviors and triggers and all the rest of it. But if, if you, you probably know, go back to the simplest form. What are the three behaviors you are trying to drive, you know, go and then, then, then work out how you enable that and just go and ask, you know, and try and simplify it. Um, so it's, it's, it's go back to the basics, like what is it we're trying to actually achieve here? And I think this is a great time to, and I would say focus because we've had all of this noise out there and we got confused. It, it, was, it was just a world of confusion about all these buzzwords and all this phrasing and this, this and that and the other. Go back to the individual, the human, like, what is the human what what go back to the human and then say how do i then underpin it with technology and try and simplify it as possible as, as easier as you can you know don't overcomplicate it the best things are the most simplest things that sounds like a that sounds like a good closing statement for you are you putting yourself forward for any elections coming up keith or uh... <laughs> but yeah sure Keith, look, thank you very much for that. It was really interesting to hear what you're up to at the moment. And 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 I think your perspective on technology is a really unique one in terms of the kind of the background and the journey that you've got both, you know, personally and obviously your love of events, but also that real focus on the human behavior. I think that's kind of something that I'm certainly taking away. If anyone wants to isn't in contact with you already or wants to reach out, maybe interested and pick up on something that you said, is the where where would they where should we direct them to? Just look up on LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn. it's the best place. Keith Williams, LinkedIn, find me, connect with me, message me, or you can email me at keith at fundraising.co. Cool. Perfect. Cool. Let's wrap it up there then. Keith, thank you so much. Great to speak to you. James, we'll catch up soon. And okay. yeah, good to put another Thanks episode so up. Cheers, Brilliant. guys. Cheers, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Spotlight series from the Do More Good podcast. You can find our main episodes at domoregood.uk and we're on Twitter and Instagram at domoregoodpod. If you fancy featuring on Spotlight, then head to domoregood.uk forward slash spotlight and get in touch. We'll speak to you soon.